This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, Violent Podcast listeners. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Violent Podcast. If you're a fan of the podcast, consider becoming a patron on Patreon, where you can get access to ad-free episodes. You can check out our Patreon page by using the link in the podcast description. Now, on to the episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Violin Podcast. I am your host, Eric Brogala, where I interview violinists from around the world. If you haven't done so already, it would mean a lot to me if you subscribed, if you give the podcast a five-star rating. I would really, really appreciate your support and your help. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. For the first 11 episodes or so, I had a guest on, but I realized just the other day that I never had an episode to actually introduce myself and who I am and what I do and what I've been doing um, with my career on the violin. So I kind of wanted to let the audience know who the host is and maybe we can just get started with that. So again, my name is Eric Mugala. I am from originally from Chicago, Illinois. I started the violin when I was around three, three and a half years old. It's a very funny story how that happened. Um, the violin was kind of forced upon me. Uh, my mother was a pianist at the time, and she thought that the violin was going to be the instrument that I learned. So she just handed me a wooden box in my hand, and I just started making sounds with it. And the earliest memory I have with music was going to the Suzuki Institute of Chicago. And I remember going downstairs to this really dark basement. And to me, it was very spooky going down to this basement because there were a bunch of dark lights, there were dark carpets. Little did I know those were just simply teaching studios and practice rooms. But my three and a half year old's mind was like really, really spooked with the entire building. So my mom took me to my very, very first violin lesson with this kind lady. Her name was Miss Elizabeth. And the very first violin lesson, I was so scared of this person and I had no reason to, but I didn't know who she was. I hid underneath the table that was placed inside the teaching studio for 25 minutes out of the 30 minute lesson. And to this day, I'll never forget because I remember once my mom and my teacher convinced me like, hey, it's okay. It's not a big deal. You have nothing to be scared of. I literally held a violin for like three or five minutes, and then the next student had to come in. And that's my earliest memory of music. And I think that was um, just the beginning of a very long journey with the violin. And, you know, since then, I've had uh, many opportunities to perform and collaborate and just share my joy with the violin. The violin has shaped who I am and has shaped the way I think about the world, and has given me a lot of opportunities. And the whole reason I wanted to start this violin podcast is just to share stories with other people, because 
every person, every musician, and every violinist for that matter has a very, very unique story. And I just wanted to share that with you as as you're listening to this podcast. Something you may already have noticed that I'm very interested in music business. And throughout this COVID-19 pandemic, I think it's become more clear for a lot of musicians all around the world that people are taking action into their own hands and doing things themselves. So that means becoming more entrepreneurial. But whenever I explain what it means to be an entrepreneur, musicians often get like, like, what is, what is an entrepreneur? What do I, what do I do as an entrepreneur? And to some, that might mean having a social media presence that might mean having an online presence. But the very definition of being an entrepreneur is building a business. Building a business is super crucial. And I think, you know, if you're listening today, I recommend grabbing grabbing a notebook and pen because I'm about to lay down things that you can implement today. You can implement these bullet points today in helping you change the trajectory of your music career. And it doesn't matter what location you are currently based in. I want to make that very clear. You can implement these ideas today. First and foremost, I think when you're starting to perceive and starting to see yourself as a business, you have to look at yourself as a product. And and what I mean by that is that you're playing as a product. So if you're a violinist who is either in conservatory or in a music school, or you're you're an amateur and you're like thinking about going into the professional world in music, this is what we're going to be talking about today. So step number one, bullet point number one, define your mission as a violinist. Define your mission. So for me, my mission is connecting audiences with music and trying to erase that divide with new audiences and music. It took me a while to get to this mission statement. And the only way that I got to this mission statement is it actually evolved throughout time. So it was a, it was a very interesting process, and I spent many hours in front of a paper and pen, many like countless hours at night, just trying to figure out what is it that I was meant to do, what is it that I wanted to do, and how I can change the world and how I can benefit others and share this joy of music that I had. And the way I do that is through podcasting. The way I do that is through commissioning new works. The way I do that is through writing blogs and making YouTube videos to erase that divide between audiences and music. Step number two, define your audience. This is also very important. If you define your audience, this is going to clear up so many other potential opportunities that may not even be good for you. So having a, a clear vision of who your audience is and who you are serving is very important. And you can be in whatever country you're in and you can make change today in your community. And it all starts with who your audience is, which also leads me to step number three, define your niche. You have to define your niche so that way you're not serving the wrong audience. And I guess, you know, maybe I would 
flip through bullet point three and two, depending on depending on your circumstances, I guess those are interchangeable in some way, but defining your niche and understanding what your niche is, you could refer back to Gregory Harrington's episode, which is episode 11, I believe. And we talk about this very topic on defining your niche. The more defined your niche is, the easier, the easier it'll be to accomplish your goals. The next step, of course, is to create a network around you. Creating a network of like-minded people that have the same vision as you. If you're going into the nonprofit sector, or if you want to be starting a quartet, a chamber music group, or you want to be doing orchestra auditions, surround yourself with those kinds of people. So that way you know what it takes or you know what it's like to be in that world and live that world and and potentially get those opportunities from your network. I can't tell you how many times just because I had that network, I was able to get many different kinds of opportunities from all over the place, whether they're simple quartet wedding gigs to recording sessions with uh, movie scores. You simply never know. And it's good to have a network with like-minded people to help you accomplish what you want to accomplish. I think it's important to expand your network, to grow your network, but it's very important to nurture your network. And that is the next point I want to make, is that if you nurture your network, if you keep in touch with your network, then it's all about you know, the thank you economy. A famous entrepreneur on Instagram who runs VaynerMedia, Gary Vaynerchuk, you might have heard of him, you might have not. But he talks about this very topic, about the thank you economy. And if you're serious about business, you have to be serious about thanking people for helping you with your business. And that is a crucial, I'd say, a very important aspect of helping you grow as an artist. Beyond the artistry, you grow as a business person, business man, business woman, whatever it may be. If you nurture your network, if you thank your network and you help your network grow, that's just adding good karma to the basket. Because at the end of the day, maybe one year or a year and a half from when you submit that thank you note, that person might reach out to you and might call you for a gig that you so desperately need. (laughs) So... Again, that's just another quick bullet point on what you can do today to help that you can help grow your business and help grow you as an artist. And I think as a as a musician, it's just it's just good to kind of help others as well. And it's there's nothing that you won't gain. You'll gain so much. Even if you don't get that gig, let's say you're busy, or if you just feel like that gig is not the right fit for you, you could always recommend this gig or this student or this job offer to another person. And it shows a lot of characters like, you know what, this isn't right for me. I know that this is not my mission, but I know that somebody else would be very interested in this position that you're offering. And on that note, let's take a quick break. 
Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, so why am I talking about music business? I've, you might you might think that I'm just, just talking music business. Well, I want to tell you a little story about why I'm so interested in music business. There's a moment in my life towards the end of my conservatory years in my undergrad where I was prepping for auditions to travel around the country, even the world, in fact, to audition for orchestras for a salaried position. And there are two orchestras that came up. Um, I passed the resume around for St. Louis Symphony and also Utah Symphony. I decided to go to Salt Lake City in Utah for the Utah Symphony audition and it was exactly what you might expect out of an orchestra audition. You get, you're given a number. Once you enter the door, you're given the list of excerpts that the committee is interested in hearing that day during that round. And you do the audition. You know, you walk out on stage. There's a blind. And you, you play for the committee. And that's 10 minutes of your life that you play for the committee to show your best self and then you go back and you wait for an hour to see if you made it to the next round i actually did not make it to the next round it was my first professional orchestra audition and it gave me a lot of perspective gave me a lot of clarity on what i actually wanted to do with my life on the flight back to the east coast i was really contemplating is the orchestra life for me I think that was an honest conversation I had to have with myself. I spent so many hours in the practice room practicing Don Juan, the Mendelssohn scherzo, the Schumann scherzo, the, you know, just everything. You know, Prokofiev Classical Symphony, that first page, it's treacherous. I was practicing all those excerpts day in and day, you know, day and night, I was practicing those excerpts. And for one, I, I was practicing those excerpts because I enjoyed the music i enjoyed practicing those excerpts so to me it didn't it it didn't bother me but there was a point where i had to be really realistic and just say can i afford flying to all these orchestra auditions and let's say in the future i do win a position will i be happy playing in this orchestra to conclude the thought i believe i wouldn't be happy if I got an orchestra audition, despite the music, despite working around like around great musicians, I think to me, to me personally, I I wouldn't be fulfilled as an artist as a as a creator. So then I decided to go into another realm, the entrepreneurial world. And throughout my senior year of my undergrad, I was looking for different ways to become more entrepreneurial. I didn't really know what that meant. I knew that musicians needed a website and needed to have some kind of online presence. And, you know, I started looking online for famous soloists 
who have careers and what they're doing and what their teams and what their artist management companies are doing to help boost this artist. And what I noticed is that I started getting into the realm of search engine optimization. And what is that? That is not a musical term that we often throw around. I started discovering Google SEO, also search engine optimization. The reason why this is so important is because search engine optimization helps you be discovered online. So that is another tip that I can offer you today that you can start implementing today is search for ways to develop your online presence and build search engine optimization keywords for your website or for your Facebook or for your Instagram page. Do your research because that one little keyword could be your golden ticket. It's kind of like online real estate. If you claim that and you've built enough momentum in claiming that keyword in the various posts that you have on social media, you know, then it's then it's yours. But also the reason why I mention like Google SEO is because when you type in your name, when there's a concert booker trying to search who you are, you need to be the first one on the top of the first page. People don't bother looking towards a second, third, or fourth page on Google. They don't want to waste their time. So you need to make sure that you put yourself in a position online for Google SEO. So that way you are discovered right away. And I actually use a service called Banzoogle.com to help with all my website needs. And I believe that they're a phenomenal resource. They're a great resource. They They're a website company dedicated for helping musicians with their careers. And I think that's very unique. And I'll, you know, I'll put my affiliate link down in the in the podcast description notes. And I just want to be upfront with you that I do get a small commission. But this is a product that I really believe in. And I think that could really help you out and actually make your life a lot easier and make your online presence more musical. Another very important bullet point that I want to add to you is to have recordings of your playing. And that is really important because you need to have some kind of audio representation of your playing, whether that's through your website, whether that's through your Instagram page or through your Facebook page. You need to have some kind of credibility of your playing. So after this podcast video, create your first video or create your first recording. You know, it it's okay if it's not perfect. Actually, Galia Costner in the first violin podcast episode talks about perfection and recording and all the bloopers that she's had with her Instagram followers. It's okay. The best way to start is just just to you know, start and make mistakes. It's okay. And I w- and if you're listening and if Make your video and tag at Violent Podcast so that way we can share your story on Instagram or on Facebook. We would love to hear and see what you are up to. We want to make sure that this Violent Podcast audience is a community and that we can help each other out. Another business bullet point that I want you to really, really think about that you can implement today. And I think this is I think this is my last point that I want to leave with you all today 
is to just be better. Be better in all the aspects of your musicianship, whether it's your playing, become a better player, become a better communicator, become a better artist, and most importantly, become a better human being. Because as artists, we have a very unique role in society to challenge ideas and to kind of give non-artists a unique or perhaps different perspective on a certain idea or, or anything that comes to mind. So I really want you to think about this because this is the way to kind of help make you as a person unique, as a brand if you're thinking about business, this branding is going to take with you for the, your entire career. And if you believe in your mission, believe in your vision, and you are dedicated to being better every day and trying to accomplish your goals for your audience, then you'll find so much success. And I want to be clear about this, that the success doesn't happen right away took me years to come up with podcasting or me being the idea of a podcaster really didn't show up in my life until three years ago. But this is something that I can do because I know that my mission is to serve you guys, to serve violinists or non-violinists and to introduce them to the violin world and see what it's all about. I want to thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Violin Podcast. This was my first solo podcast on the podcast. And I want to thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Violin Podcast. And let me know what you think in the comments on social media or write me a DM, how we can improve. Um, do you want episodes to be bi-weekly? Do you want episodes to be weekly? Do you... We want to hear from you. And... I would love to continue giving this type of advice. Wanted to do something a little different. And if you enjoyed it, just like, like, and subscribe or share it with someone who might benefit from this podcast. And we have exciting interviews coming up in the next few weeks. So please make sure that you're tuned in, you're subscribed. I'll leave all the bullet points in the podcast description notes as well as the Banzoogle link. And it would mean the world if you checked out our Patreon page, if you want to listen to ad-free episodes of The Violent Podcast and also support The Violent Podcast. Until next time.